0: Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never gonna be better than this. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And today's movie is Neighbors. And so as we go backwards in the chronology of Zack Efron, we're going from We Are Your Friends to Neighbors. And even though they're really, really different movies like We Are Your Friends does not I don't think it wants to be a comedy at all. This one's definitely a comedy. Yeah. I think that there is some real similarities in terms of growing up and maturity and you know sort of coming to grips with where you are in life, and I, I mean, it's a very different sort of delivery, and I don't know if that's necessarily the main point of this movie, but it was kind of weird to see like such similar themes in two very different movies.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that you see a lot of similar Zac Efron <laughs> actings as well.
0: I wonder how many of these movies, I mean, a lot of the ones that we have coming up, you know, Dirty Grandpa is about a young guy and an old guy, we'll be doing that soon, that awkward moment, I guess, is about, you know, coming of age. I feel like a lot of these Zac Efron movies are going to be the same in terms of, like... Yeah, he's kind of typecasted, you know,
1: right? Yeah. I wonder how long this is going to last. Like, he's not going to be young forever. Like, is he ever going to, like, come out of this? Like, there Is has he to- ever
0: going to be better than this? <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I think there's some kind of expiration on this, though. Like, he can't, he can't keep doing these, like, teen movies forever.
0: I mean, I really wonder... We talked about it a little bit last time with... Uh, we are your friends. That it's not necessarily a great movie. This one I think is a good movie, but it's not really giving him anything challenging. I think that he's a good actor, but I really wonder when he's going to sort of take on more dramatic, more serious roles because I don't think he's really. I mean, I'm not too familiar with his filmography in terms of like what we haven't seen, but I'm not sure how many actual serious roles he's taken on. So yeah, I don't like, think any. Of,
1: I mean, like, yeah. looking back on it, like, I I agree. I, I haven't seen many of them either, but like, I don't think he's done any serious roles.
0: Like, I wonder what kind of, you know, director is going to sort of take a chance on him, I guess. I mean, like, not that he necessarily does dramatic stuff, really, but, like, I could see him maybe plugging into, like, a Woody Allen movie, or maybe, you know, I don't know I don't know if Tarantino would ever put him in, but, like, these directors who are sort of known for, like, changing the scope of yeah. some actors' careers. I wonder who's going to be the first to really, or if it's just going to be some, you know, no-name director, or somebody we don't really know, or somebody who's not necessarily world famous who's going to... Scoop People him up with something more him, interesting, yeah.
1: yeah. And it's not like he's a bad actor either. I mean, like I think no. in this movie he was he was pretty good. Like, and it was much better without like the shitty dialogue and writing that we had in We Are Your Friends. <laughs> like, i um, like he's, he's definitely not a bad actor. Like,
0: unlike We Are Your Friends, he's not the star here. The stars here are Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne and their baby Stella, who I think is my favorite character in this movie because Stella's just the best and I also love how much everybody loves Stella and I did check and the same two actresses because she was played by twins or whatever uh they will be back for neighbors to sorority rising oh that's cool they're
1: keeping the so same, same babies. yeah that's awesome yep. nice
0: wow a really weird sort of side story that doesn't have anything to do with Zac Efron is that I was watching you know trailers before some movie I was like that baby looks so familiar and I looked it up when I got home and it was the babies who played Stella played baby Trevor, so a little boy baby, very versatile <laughs> in Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. But like this great baby scope, is,
1: this baby, this baby has more acting range than Zac Efron does at this point.
0: Because <laughs> Stella is like adorable, and like she's so like, I don't I don't understand. You know, it's yeah. just it's great. And so like I don't I guess I just have like baby recognition, like baby radar. And Apparently. I was just like that baby looks so familiar, and it was the same baby. Maybe you're so. pregnant. But yeah, so Elise and Zoe Vargas had a very big 2014 two movies, but they haven't been in anything since then, so Neighbors 2 is their next thing, so they should be, I guess, two or three years old, so we'll see what goes on. We'll see. Zach's like the leader of the fraternity that moves in next door, that become the Neighbors for Seth and Rose. And uh, his his best friend is played by Dave Franco, who's also amazing in this movie. I sort of wish he was in a little bit more. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can see, yeah, uh, you can definitely see that Dave Fra- Dave Franco is going to be great too, man. I think he's yeah. really funny. He's a funny kid. He's real good.
0: But like, even like from the very beginning, like when they first move in, you can see that's sort of like old versus young. Um, that they don't want to be old, that they're, you Seth know, Rogen, Seth Rogen, yeah, he, Rogen, he doesn't yeah. want to,
1: like, admit that he's, like, an adult now, that he has a house and a baby, yeah.
0: And they're still trying to have sex, and they're still trying to get, like <laughs> cool parents, and they're talking about, you know, like, baby's first rave, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, trying to stay young, even though they have a baby and they're like well we could have it all like we can still be like the cool people and still have a baby like we could do it all and like it's very clear that as the movie goes on like that's not possible yeah but they're like afraid of being old and challenged by the youth and then you know they come face to face with that when Zach Efron moves in next door and they just like see who they were up close and personal
1: yeah th- those are really funny like um Seth Rogen drops some great lines when uh he first sees Zach Efron he's like it looks like something gay guys designed in a laboratory <laughs>
0: He says that guy's the sexiest guy I've ever seen. Like something a gay guy designed in a laboratory.
1: Yeah, that was a great quote. That made me laugh really hard. It, it's good. It, this movie was great. I I liked that the the Seth Rogen humor it like is felt throughout the movie, even in um Zach Efron's lines. So I really like that you can see that they made this movie super homoerotic between (laughs) Zac Efron and Dave Franco because, like, all of the other Seth Rogen movies are super super homoerotic between, like, Seth Rogen and James Franco. So he just, like, kind of, like, paired it back to them and had them do, like, a younger version of it. (laughs) It was cool. This is cool. This is a cool thing. I think that, like, Seth Rogen was making... A joke movie about himself like this is actually i think it's much more related in the movie sense that seth rogan's like feeling old it kind of feels like he made this movie and is like shooting it like he is like he imagines himself being zach efron when he was a kid that's why he has dave franco in it and stuff like that
0: well actually i'm looking now and it doesn't look like i mean i'm sure he you know improvised on set and everything but it doesn't look like uh seth rogan wrote or directed it was directed by this guy nicholas stoller who's known for directing like forgetting sarah marshall who's that's that's still in that same world and get into the Greek. Um, He's coming back for Neighbors 2 and it was written by these two guys who wrote uh, something for James Franco. It looks like they're sort of writing partners. They wrote Neighbors and Neighbors 2 and they're writing or they wrote Mike and Dave need wedding dates, which is oh. another Zac Efron movie coming out this year. So I guess oh, they're sort of like, cool. they're like on the they same are like team, the, the yeah. Zac Efron go-to guys. Yeah, but you but
1: can yeah, definitely like, I feel think... that it's like it's like Rogan jokes throughout the. Like, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Like he definitely interjected some stuff. Whether or not he gets writing credit, I think that like a lot of these. Uh, Zach Efron jokes or came straight from Seth Rogen's head.
0: Probably. I mean, it's the same kind of stuff. It's just it's a little uh, bit less pot focused because I know you sort of hate. Like, yeah, the I hate the stoner.
1: Hum- I hate the stoner humor. Seth Rogen's the only one that I can pretty much watch the stoner humor stuff of. But even some of his like you know Pineapple Express and shit like I can't watch through those.
0: The drug jokes that are in this movie are sort of like few and far between, and I think that they work better because of that. Like you know when they when they show up next door, and they're like I don't remember. We what don't wine stay off the
1: grass. We don't so. stay off the grass, and they,
0: they yeah. like, give like one little joint, yeah. and they are like oh like that's like you guys are so cool and like later you know he's doing mushrooms like that it's not like super drug heavy no it's It's just it works because it's not over the top
1: yeah even for like a frat themed party teen movie and like you know i mean obviously we get like the whole pot montage at the end or whatever but like it wasn't i don't think it was too drug focused Uh, i enjoyed that part of it they kept it pretty cool and so like
0: as much as i like the part where there's basically like the prank war and that they're you know going back and forth, yeah, and,
1: with like the yeah. the airbags and stuff, and
0: yeah, and like Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne are trying to get them kicked out of the house, and the the fraternity is doing everything that they can to just sort of piss them off because they're they're mad that they broke the no snitching rule, basically. Yeah. Uh, as much as I like that, I love when uh, Seth Rogen and Zac Efron are buddy buddy in this movie. Oh, agreed. They, yeah, agreed. I could just watch them. You know, in the beginning and at the end, like when they're just talking about like being Batman and talking about like a future yeah. where they. Like have, like, walkies and, like, you know, how they're basically roommates.
1: Yeah, I wonder like, if those dudes get along. They seem like they get along way too well on, on screen to not get along in real life. Like, I think that they right. actually do get along.
0: I just, it's, it's so good, and I understand that, like, you know, you can't just have that the whole movie, pretty much, unless you just want it to be, like, some real laid-back thing. I understand that there needs to be conflict, but, like, I sort of wish that we had more of them as buddy-buddy, just because... It's so funny to see them bounce off each other and like I think that's maybe, you know, the funniest that Zac Efron ever is in the movie
1: because yeah. he's there with yeah. the guy who's
0: gonna make everybody around him funnier and it's just great.
1: Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna get more of that in neighbors too, now that I think about it, you know? Like maybe it'll be like them kind of like teaming up together against someone else. I think that I'm sure that you're not the only one we're not the only ones that felt like that. those were some of the greatest parts of the movie. I think hopefully they play off that for the next one.
0: Yeah, I don't know much about the second movie. I think I saw one trailer, but from what I remember, I think that either maybe maybe the sorority moves in next door yeah, or something. Yeah, I think
1: I saw this too, now that you say that. I saw it on the theater. And they
0: need to like call in Zac Efron to help them get rid of it, so, so I think cool. they're on the same team. Yeah, C- so, yeah, yeah. awesome.
1: Then that would be good, yeah.
0: I think. I'm not exactly sure, but I sort of hope that that's what it is, you
1: know? Mm-hmm. Agreed, definitely.
0: Um, what I like about... You know, I think that the Zac Efron character here is, even though it's, like, in a comedy, it's not necessarily, like, a character-based comedy. Like, it's just all jokes. Like, the the jokes... Like, the humor's not coming from, like, who they are, just sort of, like, what they're saying. I think that he's a much more well-defined character in this than he was in Waif. Because in Waif, he's just, like, this guy who's like, I just need one song, I'm gonna be a millionaire, and then he basically does that. Yeah, it was
1: pretty one-dimensional.
0: Like, here... You know, he, what he really wants is to be, is to get his na- his face or his picture on that board, right? He like he wants yeah. to be part of this fraternity history about, like, supposedly being This, this made-up yeah, made
1: fraternity history.
0: And invented the boot and rally and all this different stuff. But what he really needs is, like, he needs to be remembered. And, you know, by the end of the movie, he finally gets that when he sort of takes one for the team and lets all of his buddies go and he sort of takes all the blame for the party. And so, even though he's not going to be remembered maybe for future generations of the fraternity. Eternity. all of his friends are going to remember, like, that he actually did something really good
1: for them. So. Yeah, selfless. Like, for once, yeah. he was pretty selfless. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's. I think that that's what, yeah, he gets to that point where he's talking to um, Dave Franco, and he's saying about how, like, you start to realize that he wasn't, he was getting scared of not being remembered and realizing that, like, his college times were up, that he was going to, like, have to become an adult soon. I mean, I think that's pretty. That's a pretty good point to touch on for a movie like this. Like, I guess we get that sometimes, but this one seemed a little bit more serious to me. I like that. He, it, it was good. It would it plays to his acting. Like, it shows like how good of an actor yeah. he was. Like, it was believable. You know,
0: absolutely. But at the same time, they also know that they have Zac Efron in their movie, and they're not going to let that opportunity go to waste. And like, have you know, him just, shirtless like, this... as much as <laughs> possible. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and Pums you know, are, like, like two huge veiny dicks.
0: He says something, I don't remember, I think it's when he's showing uh, Seth Rogen and Rose Burn around, and he says, like, welcome to paradise, I'm like, oh, he is cold, like, he's the same, like, yeah. you know, like... This is the greatest house that we're ever going to live in.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he's really like – actually, I think in the movie, in the very beginning of the movie, there was a lot of really cool references. One was they're like on that first phone call, you know, like when their friend calls them right before baby's first rave. She says some cool things. Very appropriate for the timing now. She says Prince might perform there. I know. Right? Made me
0: real sad. Yeah,
1: made me really sad too. And two, she says, This is gonna be the best night of my life and when she said that <laughs> I just lose it. I was like, Oh yes, it's gonna be the best night of your life.
0: That's really fun. I mean, like I, I got real sad about the prince, but then yeah, yeah, I mean, later in the movie when they're having the dance off, I mean it's the same thing that if we actually saw that rave scene, something that I would think of. But when they're having the dance off toward the middle of the movie when they're trying to yeah. get Dave Franco and that girl, Operation to Operation Hose before bros, yeah. Yep. I was like, How much better would this party be if Cole was spinning? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's all like weird like late 2000s you know like like fergie and stuff like it's just like all weird like it fits the scene but i sort of wish that you know we had like a like a bpm meter and like you know saw <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, like, yeah. i to, want like, the crossover the, the
1: neighbors the neighbors we are your friends crossover movie where Cole where he becomes a <laughs> dj right and then zach or, and then seth rogan's just in there just with him like he becomes his manager or something that would be awesome
0: <laughs> one line that i really like going back to what we were talking about a little bit ago is that like the movie from start to finish never forgets that like Zach Efron is his heartthrob and like you yeah. were saying he shirtless as much as possible but they're talking about the girls because the girls at the, the I guess the, the sister sorority or whatever that are always over yeah. all love Stella they all think she's adorable they love that Rose Byrne's a mom they love you know how she and Seth Rogen are as a couple and then Rose Byrne asked the girl um, played by Halston Sage I don't remember <laughs> what her name is in this movie yeah definitely not she's like uh, oh, her name is Brooke. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And she's like, "How did you and you know Teddy? <laughs> <is> it, <laughs> it's
1: Teddy, right? I think it's Teddy. Uh, yeah.
0: How do you and Teddy get together?" And she's just like, "Oh, I saw him. He saw me." and she's <laughs> like, like so romantic
1: oh, romantic story. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah that was great just like oh these two beautiful people saw each other and like yep yeah, that's it like that's just what's gonna i happen. love that
1: i love that the, the the girls that are cast in this movie they make them like the most like shell of a person ever like they have <laughs> no substance like the girls purposely have absolutely no so i saw him he saw me and like that's just it
0: right I mean, like, Rose Byrne is fleshed out, and she's actually kind of, I think, maybe the best character in the movie, but yeah, all these sorority girls, I mean, I I guess, because the movie's not about them, and you could say that it's really kind of like a sexist movie or whatever, they're sort sort of showing a point that, like, these are the kind of girls that these, like, dumb guys are into, and, like, it's just, it's almost more of a reflection on, you know, Zac Efron and Dave Franco, like, oh, they're just... so she's beautiful, they don't really care about anything else.
1: I mean, also this has been done in a bunch of other movies. They're just playing along with it. I mean, should like they should have depicted it here. I don't know, maybe not, but it fits into the like frat movie, frat right. guys like dumb girls that are really pretty and like this is what happens.
0: And I'm really sort of interested to see how the second one does that because I think there's going to be a lot more
1: of girl scenes. Yeah, it's going to yes. be predominantly focused on the women. I wonder who they're going to cast for this. I they should get Vanessa th- Hudgens and and have her in it. <laughs> I think that? the lead
0: girl is. Uh, okay apparently, okay, yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. Who's that? Is the is the girl? She was a uh, hit girl in Kick Ass. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, she was also in a couple other movies more recently. Apparently, Selena Gomez is in the second nice. one. Nice.
1: I was hoping for the cast of Spring Breakers. Like they're pretty much perfect for it.
0: Let me see who else. Oh the yeah,
1: Selena were- Gomez. I remember this from the trailer now. She's like, yeah, she's really in this. Yeah, I forgot.
0: I don't really recognize too many other girls near the top. Abby Jacobson, who are you? I don't know. Oh, that's from Broad City. Okay, she's in it, apparently. Oh, cool, cool, she, cool, cool. I
1: don't think she's she's too old to be yeah, in Yeah, the... she's probably like their like, older sorority sister or something.
0: Yeah, so it, will, it looks like the two main new characters are going to be Chloe Grace Moretz and Selena Gomez. And then cool. It looks like pretty much everybody else is going to be back. So. Awesome, that's good. Kiersey Clemens, who was the girl in Dope. Did you see Dope?
1: No, I haven't watched it yet.
0: Dope's good. So she, yeah, the, the main that. girl in that is uh, – or the girl that's sort of friends with the main character in that, she's in this too. So that's cool.
1: Cool. Um, on this note, I, um, do you want to talk about how awesome all the cameos in this movie were? We had <laughs> some great cameos throughout this yeah. movie. Um, oh, one of my personal favorites is uh, Rafi from The League. Who,
0: yep jason is as the doctor yeah
1: because he, he, he comes out and goes your baby has AIDS. that's how this could have gone <laughs> he just i love that he plays rafi in everything he's a great character yeah. he just plays rafi i mean even in this like uh, new hbo show animals like there was a uh, did you watch this yeah yeah like the one where you have you have rafi being rafi as an animal but he's just still exists as rafi it's just
0: like the it's like the you know zach efron's into this corner and like Jason Manzukes is into this oh, corner Oh for
1: sure yeah he can't be anything else now I want to see but him it's in kinda, a It's kind of it's kind of great yeah
0: I think he probably has done stuff a little bit different I'm trying to think I mean he, I've seen him in so many different things I saw oh he was in that movie sleeping with other people i mean he wasn't a huge character in that movie but he was more serious but okay. i don't know it just sort of like i mean everything around him was kind of crazy in that movie so he was sort of grounded i don't know it's, it's just sort of sort of weird but yeah he's great in this movie lisa kudrow yeah. as the dean of the school is great in her two scenes
1: yeah they, i think that they picked her she kind of reminds me of um the lady that plays oh, the really crazy one she was in a bunch of other movies she pretty much plays the same role as lisa kudrow did in this movie shit she was in glee i think or maybe oh Jane Lynch? Yes, that's who I was thinking of.
0: She... Yeah, she reminds me a lot of um, a couple different characters. Like Jane Lynch has been in a few different of the Christopher Guest movies, and like other characters or other people from that world. Just like this heightened, like I don't know if zaniness is the right word, but just like it's, like a little bit of mania, just like yeah. it's crazy, just for the sort of like crazy, sake
1: and it works. Yeah, it's like crazy old white woman, and then like yeah. Because Lisa Kudrow plays like I I really like her character being the dean. She played a good role. I'm glad that she was in this, and she was in uh, Kimmy Schmidt recently too. That was cool. Yeah,
0: other people that were even like in the movie a little bit more. Like everybody in the movie, I think is. Cast I don't know if they're cast really well or they're just people that I love watching but like Hannibal Burris as the cop is oh, great Oh Hannibal
1: Burris as the cop was great yeah that that is definitely a really good one I like that one too. uh
0: Gerard Carmichael as the uh frater- or the fraternity brother who like basically is friends with Hannibal Burris who I think in the second Who's one this? is like Hannibal's partner he's the he's the black kid who oh. is in the fraternity
1: Okay yeah yeah yeah
0: He has the Carmichael show on NBC. He's a stand-up. He's really funny. I think in the second one, he and Hannibal are partners. Like, they're cops together. Oh, really? That would be really cool. Very excited about that. Yeah, that
1: would be really funny. Oh, man, that would be awesome. I like
0: that. Uh, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne's friends, Ike Barinholtz and Carla Gallo, are both... Perfect in their roles. Ike Barinholtz not afraid to drop the N-bomb a couple times in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: I, I was really surprised by that. I agree. I, I do love the Obama says to come to your party phone call as well. <laughs> that was pretty great.
0: That scene, like, so there's a couple different parts in this movie where they just go back and forth doing, like, the same kind of joke. Like, they're doing the impressions of people invited to the movie.
1: Yeah, this had to be improv, right? Like, th- this, yeah. it seems like it. Like, they're just doing... There's probably like so much extra footage that oh, wasn't. Oh man, used. I know. We need to we need to see the outtakes.
0: What's sort of weird, maybe, is that like sometimes it works for me and sometimes it doesn't. Like I love that celebrity impression scene, but when Zac Efron and Dave yeah. Franco are going back and forth about like rhyming bros before hoes and stuff. Yeah, it kind of loses it. it. They should have cut it a little bit. I agree. Because that goes on for so like they each do like 10 and like it's cool like it's it's clever but it's just like a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, I had they had one of my favorites though. One of my favorites was male erection before One Direction. That was (laughs) that that was pretty good. But yeah, no, they do get really bad at the end and it seemed like they like let them run it out and I intentionally but yeah, it didn't work for me. I agree.
0: Now one question that I have for you in terms of like a broader scale, is who do you think is really at fault here for this beef? Is it Zac Efron for being, you know, a loud fraternity brother who basically says, screw them, or is it Seth and Rose who, you know, basically break their promise that they're not going to call the cops. Because, like, the whole big conflict is that, yeah. you know, they go over when it's first, when it's a loud party. Party and they with turn them. It down, and they party with them. And then it seems like the next night they have another party and they call Zach Efron ten times and he doesn't answer and so then they call the cops. And that's the breaking of the promise. So I guess it's sort of, like, ambiguous, but, like, whose fault do you think it is? Not that it really matters, but, like, is it Zach Efron's fault that the whole beef happens? Or, because it seems yeah. like he sort of or is it the couple's fault for essentially breaking their promise
1: no i I definitely think it's um zach efron's fault even says like before that like they're like okay just like you know keep it down for us and he's like i'll give it a college try so like i think that he like knows that he wasn't gonna keep it down which means he's breaking his end of the promise you know what i mean so i think that it stems from him but they're like you know young frat kids like i wouldn't expect him to keep that promise anyways so
0: right but what I like is that when he comes back over like when Hannibal shows up and he's like visibly distraught <laughs> even though it goes away he just says I'm not mad I'm just disappointed
1: he's their dad and
0: he's just like this old guy who's just like you know I'm not mad at you I just expected more from you
1: yeah yeah that's and they always just feel so, they feel so bad yeah they definitely do that was yeah that was a really good part of the movie see again like he's a great actor I'm like really surprised you know like the delivery of that was great one
0: scene that I wish that we got more of or I wish we saw or maybe i don't know if i want more of but like it's the next scene like after they realize that they can't the fraternity's not going away that they're stuck in the house next door and they call the real estate agent over who i don't know who she is but she's also great in this movie yeah she's really she's only one scene outside they're having the robert de niro part this is great yeah
1: i I think this is my favorite scene of the movie
0: I wish that there was more of this, but I'm not sure that I do. Maybe it's maybe I love it so much because there's not a lot. Agreed.
1: You know? Yeah, it left you wanting more. If they would have ran this one out, I think it'd get really, really bad. Definitely enjoyed the Robert De Niro party. Dave Franco was killing it. Like, <laughs> like he was so convincingly committed to being um, De Niro in Meet the Fockers. It was amazing. I wonder if I I do wonder if he if he was coming up with these or if these were like scripted lines because <laughs> they were really funny and I, I didn't expect them at all.
0: And I also. love like how the fraternity is just so dumb like Gerard Carmichael is dressed up like Samuel L. Jackson from Jackie Brown but he's calling he's quoting pulp fiction <laughs> yeah i do love somebody, that part. like calls out on it but like they don't care like they're just having fun and then they all do the pacino whoa on they're just like you're not like nothing none of this is consistent but because it's like all over the place I, it's so funny and i think like you're like you like this is like one of my favorite if my my favorite ceiling movie just cuz it's like small and weird and just like
1: really funny yeah and then you have like the Seth Rogen and his wife the commentary that they're giving where they're like this isn't even the right movie like you're this is son of a <laughs> woman like yeah I, seth rogan is really good at these like scenes where he will throw in like his own commentary yeah. that just like just simply like it's just really funny even though like there are things that you're thinking too just for him to say them it makes it really funny and then you see like the uh, real estate agent like dancing in the background or whatever <laughs> yeah that's that's one of my favorite scenes
0: I like when movies, and it usually happens in comedies, that it works the best, is that like when movies acknowledge that other movies exist or that like. Oh yeah, there's
1: a exist. lot of there's a lot of reference to that in here.
0: And like later in the movie, when when Seth Rogan and Rose Byrne are arguing about being Kevin James, they yes. both want Kevin James. I'm like, nobody wants to be Kevin. Yes, <laughs>
1: yeah. yes, yeah. But I have that in my notes the too. Responsible
0: one. they want to be the irresponsible one who like. Has the other person sort of clean up after their mess and be the one that like is the rock? And they're like, no, like I want to, bu- like I want to be Kevin James.
1: Yeah, both to be <laughs> Kevin James is such a weird weird thing to think. I, I've never ma- imagined wanting to be Kevin James in my life, so. Um, <laughs> oh, th- wait. We forgot to talk about one of your, I'm sure
0: maybe your favorite character in the movie, uh, Mick Lovin, Christopher Yeah, Cros- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I love Mick Lovin, and he's another one. He plays the same character in every movie, you know? Like, after Super Bad, he's pretty much been that character forever. What was the hey, basically- one about the, the energy drink with Stifler from American Pie? What was this movie? Role Models. Yeah, Role Models. Yeah, he's, he's the same character in Role Models as is, is Super Bad is in this movie
0: but i like to think that the the character he plays in this movie sort of leaves college graduates college and then moves to venice and is the same character on flake like he's like the same age you know oh, what I mean? he's just yeah! Like...
1: yeah right oh i didn't even piece those two together <laughs> yeah this is just a, it's like he started out in super bad in high school went to college here with zach efron and then became the kid from flaked yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice i would like them to piece all these worlds together wow
0: and that instead of becoming like you know this tech millionaire or whatever he has inflaked, he makes his fortune on his like massive sized dildo that they make, which is such a great little moment. That after Seth and Rose Byrne uh, flood their basement, they're like, "How are we gonna pay for this?" And like we just we're just dicks standing here with our dicks hands. in our hands. Dicks
1: and in our hands. And the way that they hands. just like
0: everybody delivers the line differently, and it's so great. Like dicks in, in our, our hands. hands. <laughs> Dicks in our, Dicks hand. in our hands. <laughs> yeah. And then they just all create the mold and then they all sell it. I love that it like it's so underplayed, but I love the fact that Rose Byrne bought one of them. Like it's just like yeah. Seth Rogen's like, who would even want one of these? And she's just like standing there, just like staring. Like the joke goes by, like they move on. Yeah, there's but a lot just, like, of
1: the undertow of McLoving having a huge dick jokes throughout the movie is really great their friends go over they go over to the party and she's like i'm wearing a choker and it's just his dick around her <laughs> neck like the, yeah i love all of these like the little hints of him and oh in the end when he picks him up and he's like he's like you're so light you're like you're like half dick and he's like thank you sir and he throws him <laughs> Yeah, all the McLove and dick jokes were really funny.
0: So now, a question for you: as a big Zac Efron fan, but as a straight male, would you spend fifty dollars on buying a Zac Efron dildo? That's,
1: what? No. What? <laughs> like, what kind of question was that? I don't know. Just like, as like a memento from the movie. Okay, okay. From a girl's perspective, definitely. Like, if I was, uh, if cause... I was a girl, and and actually, even like our age, you know, you grew up watching High School, High School Musical. Yeah, I think that he has a he has a career in this. If he was making dick molds, I think he could sell a few.
0: I wonder. So you know, like how every movie wraps and they get the cast and crew get like a T-shirt or a hat or like a whatever. I wonder if they got like I could see this movie like them giving away like neighbors branded dildos. Yeah, you definitely,
1: I mean? <laughs> definitely. I wonder if they all got their own. That would be really funny. I, I like would something... keep it if I had if I had to make one of these. Or I don't even think they had to make them. But the fact that they like had them, you know, like in the movie, I w- I would definitely want my own. I think it would be pretty funny. <laughs>
0: Just something like wildly, like you know. Yeah, I would leave that shit can, on my mantle, you man. Use it, yeah. It's just it's just something like a little <laughs> prop display from the movie.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But then we get to the operation hose before Bros, and I have, a, I have a really important question for you. How many shirts is Dave Franco wearing? Like six or seven?
1: Yeah, he is. He has at least three. I counted three collars. In the, There's in the way plant. more than
0: that. I can tell you that much. I thought it was five, and I think I saw more. I didn't pause it, but like he's wearing so many shirts.
1: Yeah, I really love that they they. All of the jokes about frat bros that they do, they exaggerate so much. Like, in every scene of the movie, Zac Efron's wearing a different version of his frats shirt. You know what I mean? Like he has like 50 tank tops of it. He has like long sleeves. He has like every possible version of this shirt that just says the frat's name on the front of it that that he can have. And I I like that part a lot.
0: Yeah, whenever he's got a shirt on, he's always wearing a shirt that's a different version of the same shirt. And when he
1: doesn't have his shirt on, he has the frat Greek lettering tattooed on his arm anyways. (laughs) So he's like, he's like a frat billboard. I love it.
0: After Operation Hose Before Bros is successful, and after we get, like, the greatest, like, badass walk away from Rose Byrne, that as she makes them kiss and, like, she, like, does that, like, slow-mo turn away and, I think, like, blows out her finger guns, like, like, we see, we we get sort of like a drug-fueled haze a little bit. I think it's more alcohol than drug. But just, like, how in Waif we got that really trippy scene. Yeah, the the PCP scene, yeah. Yeah.
1: it's, it's, It's relatable, I definitely think so.
0: It's just sort of like the world is collapsing in on him, and this is not, like, a good experience this is like a oh I just saw my best friend and my girlfriend like going upstairs to have sex or whatever it's sort of uh, like Requiem for a Dreamy or like a little bit like Spike Lee movie which is like Focus like real tight on him and just like crazy motion and like everything's blurring around him yeah like like
1: he's standing still everything's still happening around him his world's crashing down on him
0: everything from this part of the movie like things have been going so well for him that you know they moved into this house it's a great house he was sort of best friends with seth rogan temporarily even after that ends he's still got all his frat brothers you know they're having fun and then like this begins like the sort of this downward slope for him, where not only is he not going to be remembered, but he like he's they're starting to get in trouble. You know, yeah, you know he's, he's hitting, hitting the he's hitting him.
1: the second half of his last year of college. He's like, it's starting to become real.
0: They go to that career fair and like the AT and T guy is like, no, we're basically looking for people who are smarter than you because like you're too dumb to work for AT <laughs> and T. <laughs> this is pretty like, bad, man. <laughs> That's... Everybody's just like slapping him in the face, just like maybe you should go no, work like, for Comcast. Like, you're never going to be better than this.
1: Like, this is exactly going to be 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 forever. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I know kids in real life that had to deal with this. For sure, like, if you spend all your time partying and not studying, this is what happens. Stay in school.
0: But what's cool about his character, I think, is that deep down under this, like, frat bro exterior, he's a good guy. And that to get the third strike, to get them kicked off campus, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne and Ike Barinholtz recruit Ash juice who's a pledge, and they get him to wear those glasses. Yeah, the goofiest fucking glasses ever. And he did look
1: (laughs) just like J.J. Abrams, didn't he? He (laughs) That joke was so poignant. It was, like, dead on.
0: I wonder if they cast him for that, or, like, they just, like, put it on, and, like, oh, wow. No, I definitely
1: think that, yeah. I definitely think that it just happened, and they were like, oh, shit, you look just like J.J. Abrams. They're like, keep it, keep it.
0: (laughs) He goes, and, like, they're doing, like, that, like, elephant thing where they're all naked, and they're just, like, all... Astuce like stands up for himself. He's like, "I'm not doing this." And then like Zac Efron's like, "You're in so much trouble. Follow me." And then they go in the other room. He's just like, "Hey, man. I'm like, what's going on?" Like, yeah, you, see, no, you, you out. yeah, And like he's just like like a genuinely good guy. And they're like, "Oh, we didn't plan for nice. Like, we don't know how to handle <laughs> yeah. this." But like it's it's good that like he's you know just sort of like in the beginning of the movie where they're buddy buddy. Like he's not. He's more than just, like, this dumb Greek. Like, he's, like, this good guy.
1: He's this... No, he cares. You know, he, he definitely cares. Yeah. He cares about the fraternity, and I think, yeah, as much as he wants to just be known for being on the wall, he doesn't. He, like, actually wants them to succeed. I mean, not in school, but he, like, wants them to not have anything bad happen to them. He's constantly taking care of them, I think. Like, even when the meeting and stuff like that, he's the only one that's, like, handling it well. So yeah, he does he does have the frat's best interest at heart, I think.
0: Cuz really the, the most important thing the thing that sort of everything keeps coming back to is like the only thing that he really cares about in his life is this fraternity. Yeah. And that he's going to take care of his brothers, he's going to do all this different stuff no matter what happens. Like he wants to be remembered, he wants them to be legends, he wants to have like the best party, he wants to be on the wall. Like no matter what happens, like he's not really looking beyond these next 3 or 4 months. Like this is like everything that he's known, everything he cares about. And you know, even though hazing is part of their ritual or whatever, at the end of the day, he wants these guys to to respect him and not hate him and sort of you know still be okay with what they're doing. Yeah, but like at the same time, like as he's sort of doubling down on like all this Greek stuff, Dave Franco's like, "Man, give it up! Like we're going to be graduating. Like we need to think about careers." And then they like sort of get back into another huge fight here, and like it's sort of yeah, you that's know... that
1: scene where he's like sitting there like vaping and the. <laughs> In the, in the, like, the living room by himself or whatever.
0: And I think Dave Franco says, like, you're going, like, full villain mode here on me.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was very villainous. I liked it.
0: <laughs> but I love that Dave Franco's like, hey, I'm a psychology minor, man. Like, oh, can't that was lie such a great line.
1: He's like, you don't think I saw that? I'm a psychology minor.
0: He's like, why do you think you're obsessed with that old couple next door? Like, you're afraid of getting old. And Zach was like, no, I'm not. It's another example of, like, Dave Franco could be this sort of, like, buddy with nothing more going on in his life, and not just sort of this one-note character. But, you know, as much of, like, a joke as that line is, like, because, I mean, in psychology minor, like, what does that mean? You took, like, three classes. Yeah. Like, at the same time, like, he's, like, this insightful guy who, like, he sort of has this other layer to him that, like, in a comedy, you sort of, like, it's it's cool, it's sort of refreshing to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's none of the none of the characters were very one dimensional. Like for it being a comedy, they were more complex than any character in We Are Your Friends, and I I, it was refreshing. It was
0: (laughs) absolutely so. Then yeah, so as like I guess like sort of like that's like the last straw that you know he wants to prove to himself. He goes off the deep end now. uh, Yeah, and he goes over next door, and he's just like you know even after we're gone, like this is going to stay in our fraternity, like, you know, there's going to be the summer, there's going to be parties every night, he's like, there's going to be hundreds and thousands of teddies, and all this time that he's thinking, he's like, teddy's just an idea, I'm like, he's basically Tyler Durden, like, he's creating his own... Yeah, he is,
1: and I think he's starting to, he's finally hearing that he knows that, like, it doesn't matter, like, he is not going to be remembered, and there's always going to be a douchebag to run his frat anyway, and, like, he's also coming to a realization as he's, like, going off the deep end, it's, like, simultaneous in this speech.
0: As he's sort of, like, doubling down on them and, like, making sure like hey like you guys realize that like we're never going away like they're on probation at this point for like the last party that they threw or the last strike that they got this is when like the final plan is put in motion that they're gonna send that letter that says they're off probation so that they can get in trouble again and get kicked off campus yeah. or kicked out of the house or whatever and i love everything about like what ike baron like this is like when ike baron is like time to shine in this movie they send the letter and like he leaves that little clue like this single <laughs> stamp and instead of being in latin is in Hebrew. Yeah. Like it's in Jewish. He's like, yeah, like, I left a clue, so, like, you know. So it's game over.
1: Yeah, it's like your calling card. He's like, yeah, but you do that at the end, not in the middle of it. <laughs> we haven't finished yet.
0: And then that's when they when they realize that they're not actually off probation. probation. That's when they do the hootie hooing, and they they nice you know they, they, reference. I appre- like,
1: I appreciated that a lot.
0: And Rose Byrne's like, "What is hootie hooing?" And then that's when they
1: just like sing like basically all the lyrics of the song. <laughs> and he keeps going, and he just keeps going. Like the moment was clearly oh that was another scene where I'm glad they ran longer on that one because he just keeps yeah. saying the lyrics, and I'm sure that they wanted him to stop, but it it worked well.
0: And they get to like that hard end, and he just like keeps going. They're like, "Whoa, whoa, man!" Like yeah, that's yeah. and that's when yeah. So like they 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 hootie-hoo, and the party is over, and Hannibal's on the way, the cop's on the way, and Rod Carmichael goes outside, and they're just, like, talking. Like, I could watch this scene all day. Like, you know, Hannibal's like, hey, man, you, you trying to get rid of me? He's like, oh, no, like, let's talk about your problems. And, like, they're just there, like, I don't know, like... Hannibal just seems like this like bored cop in a small town. Just like yeah, he's definitely ch- like a
1: college, like a college police officer. I think every college hopefully has like a cool like one police officer that like kinda, he knows what's going on. Like he has to just keep it under control, you know. But he's not gonna like try to bust them all the time.
0: And finally, as he's driving away, like Rose Byrne sort of like pulls the last straw, and, like shoots a firework right into his car
1: and yeah, just blows it
0: up. <laughs> what do you say? like Delta Sigh? Like I'm under attack from Delta
1: Psi yeah yeah or something like that this is so funny i love hannibal burris i'm so glad that he was in this movie
0: and i'm so glad he's coming back for the second one. like i think like based on what i was seeing before like everybody's back for the second one which is good because like when you have a cast this big yeah this was of, actually
1: a really big cast, cast right like th- there was yeah. a lot of like really famous people in this movie i'm surprised that they got everyone to come back you know they didn't have to write anyone off
0: which I'm, I'm very excited for when does the movie even come out i think maybe i
1: mean if we started seeing trailers for it i saw one in the theater it shouldn't be that it should be pretty Pretty
0: soon. Oh, in, in like a month, May 20th. Oh, wow.
1: Wow, it's going to so, be a summer movie, too. Well, okay. Summer movie.
0: Um, yeah, because this came out May ninth two years ago, so it's just, like, you know, a start to the blockbuster... Yeah, never- exactly.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. the beginning of, the, like, the movie season.
0: And so, this big ending sequence where, like, they're, there's, like, literally, like, fights and, like, they're throwing beer cans... Hot house. Like,
1: Pothouse or hot house. Hot box yeah. In the house, yeah.
0: But what I like, my favorite part about this is that, like, Zach Efron knows he's dumb. Like, he's so dumb he knows he's dumb. But he's like, I'm a supernova, man. Burn bright, die young. And, like, this is, like, when he, like, <laughs> lets them all go. Like... I don't have a future, but you all have futures, and, like, I realize that, like, this is all I'm ever gonna be, but, like, I'm a supernova, like, I was never meant for more than this. His, like, recognition, his, like, acknowledgement of that is, like, what's gonna give him that, like, that memory that like people are going to remember him at least his brothers are going to remember him for like this moment this like selfless act that he did like it's just great that he realizes that
1: yeah yeah this was uh, yeah i think that he was coming to this in the speech and then like after this happened and he yeah he's committed now to being remembered he wants to be infamous it's great i'm like you know this is that, like I guess, that I, I love you bro moment <laughs> and him and dave franker where they to say i love i th- oh man i am convinced that seth rogan pushed them to do all these homoerotic scenes together like <laughs> i know that he was there just to be like you know what we should do just a scene of you guys saying i love you back and forth like real serious and like okay, we can do it, you know. Like, like you, you
0: literally have James Franco's brother
1: in the movie. Yeah, like that's you what you I mean. Yeah it, yeah, it like it had to do this. Like they had to do this, and it's just such a nice nod to like all the other Seth Rogen world movies, you know. Like it had to exist, exist like this. So,
0: and what i like I guess the movie ends in a place where they probably get kicked out of that house, right? Which is I'm I'm imagining is why that house is like on the market. The yeah, story. they reference and,
1: that later. They say that they have like a nice like house far off campus or something.
0: And zach Efron has graduated, I guess, and now. He's he's just a shirtless model outside no abercrombie i don't
1: think fitch. he graduated i think he got thrown out because he says oh, that he's okay. at, like he's taking night classes to get his his degree so i think that oh, he okay. was like yeah he was just like dicking around so much that he didn't even graduate
0: but like i like that they end in a place where he and seth rogan are friends and like you know seth rogan is like yeah. the goal for abercrombie and fitch
1: yeah he's the relaxed fit that's right <laughs> That was such a good joke too. And
0: everything just sort of ends on a positive note. Like, you know, the, the fraternity got kicked out of the house and Zach Afron might be got thrown out of school, but like everybody's sort of okay with where they are. Yeah,
1: it's not like perfect closure like we saw in We Are Your Friends. Like, you know, there's there's not it's not all good. Everything just like comes full circle and just like perfectly ends. Like there's a lot of loose ends and stuff. But yeah, I, I was comforted by the ending. It was a good comedic ending for me. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to leave yeah. a comedy on, like, a weird thing. They set it up well for a second one with now Zach Efron and Seth Rogen are friends at the end. And, like, I think that he's really making him laugh in all those scenes, too, because Zac Efron's just, like, laughing way too hard. <laughs> like, standing there with Seth Rogen having his shirt off, like, them both posing. Like, that's just way too funny for him to not be actually laughing.
0: What I love is the movie ends on my favorite character. They're just dressing like, they just acknowledge that the fact that they're, like, they're parents like this is like what their life is now yeah and so like they're you know in in june <laughs> they're putting together their calendar for the new year and they're just doing all stella as like tv characters and like <laughs> yeah and they're gonna do don draper next and then the credits is just the step the baby dressed up as every different character from the movie like the, the movie knows what it does really well and it knows its parts and it knows its actors and its characters and i think it you know. Like, this baby is adorable, and they just know that, like, people are going to want to see more of it. And just, like, yeah, what sure. way that they have it dressed
1: up as Heisenberg? Yeah, yeah. I, and again, this is, like we were saying before, like, I'm glad that it acknowledges that it exists in a world that we live in today. So, like, they reference Breaking Bad. It, it's really funny. I also like, um at the call at the end, when they get called again for a perfect We Are Your Friends crossover, the two friends are at Burning Man. And I would love to see <laughs> Cole go there and DJ at Burning Man, too. But, yeah. It's just Absolutely. my own wishes,
0: but yeah. So that's pretty much neighbors. Um, basically, the point of like what we've been saying all along is like it's a really, really funny movie. Like it's genuinely like one of my favorite. It was favorite good. Comedies. Yeah,
1: I'd, I'd seen it before, and like I hadn't watched it since, and I watched it again. And I laughed again. Like the jokes were really good. It's a good movie. It's not like a classic comedy that I would say anybody has to definitely see, but it was it was good. It's entertaining.
0: It's really funny, but it also, like, I mean, not that we are really have, like, a high bar to compare it to with We Are Your Friends. It stacks up in terms of, like, the character development. Like, it's much better than that. And, like, it just, yeah. like it's, it's not just, like, a stupid comedy that, like, has funny jokes in it. Like, it's actually, like develops characters and like relationships and like it it does it does a good job
1: yeah yeah a lot of these Seth Rogen movies like they, they touch on stuff like this I like that you see a lot of a lot more complexity and I do like that they address like relationships for me it's funny to see like becoming an older dude and like having a house now and stuff like that they like, you can relate to both ends of the spectrum. I'm kind of somewhere in between in my life, personally. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, like, I can I can relate to both sides. It was good for me.
0: Is there anything else about the movie that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? I think we pretty much covered a lot of it, but anything else left in your notes that we didn't get to? Mm-hmm.
1: Let me see. Oh, the old people reminiscing moment at the end. That was something I want to talk about, when, when she's like, I love going to the container store and buying containers. <laughs> and he's, yeah, and he's like, I love that our soap is shaped like seashells. <laughs> That's just, like, very relatable. I'm mean, definitely at that point in my life. Rachel and I do dumb shit like that all the time, so it's pretty funny. Like, Ike- so they, oh. Ikea is pretty fun to go to now. It's someplace that I would hate before, but it's interesting. Not that you have, like, not that you have a house to fill. In, like, exactly, a, like, yeah, shit like that. yeah.
0: I do like that they have uh, that pillow I don't know if you saw the pillow but there's a, they no, don't like make a joke about it but they have a pillow that just says carpe that fucking diem like it's just like <laughs> That's you know, awesome yeah it's like it's like a two young people it's like i guess it's just like you know it's homeowners like nobody's like who buys a pillow like college kids don't buy pillows like that you know like, exactly. like basically
1: decorative throw we've hit, we've hit this point in our in like our generation where like we were these kids but like i think that us growing up we're still funny and relatable enough that we can have stuff like this like i don't think our parents generation would ever buy a carpe fucking dm pillow but I can definitely see like a lot of my friends that are my age or a little bit older buying something like that and finding amusement in it.
0: Like it's that's like the sort of like the perfect blend of like what you were just saying it's like where you are and where you were and sort of like or where you're going to be and where you were and like where you are now and that's just sort of like this perfect blend of the two worlds.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, it's it's funny that they kind of paint it in a black and white situation. But then they touch on how there's all this gray area where, like, the kids are planning to become adults, and the adults still want to act like kids, and, like, you have this, like, transitionary period and stuff that goes on in between. Yeah, the pillow sums it up, man. Good point. I didn't even notice the pillow.
0: (laughs) This is the third time I've seen the movie. I think it was the first time I saw the pillow. So it's just, like, in the background of one scene. I don't remember when, but it's just, like, on their couch. It's just, like, a great little, nice little touch. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Anything else in the notes that you wanted to mention, or is no, that pretty that's much about it? Good? So we will probably have at least one bonus episode I'm m- excited for this it. Month. Dirty Grandpa hits Blu-ray, and Neighbors Two hits theaters in May. So we'll see if we can get both of those done and up. And then the next one in terms going of going backwards scheduled going backwards but also keeping up with things that come out since and then the next one going backwards is that awkward moment from oh this is right
1: going to be a year or two ago <laughs> I'm dreading watching this damn movie, <laughs> <laughs> with, <laughs> this damn movie. Uh, with
0: Miles Teller and Michael which B. which I love uh, but yeah, yeah I do love Miles <laughs> Teller though it's yeah it's it's Whiplash and Creed together with <laughs> Cole. <laughs> I mean, it's but like in a movie, that's probably gonna be like not fun to watch. When we'll you see. when you
1: put it like that, it, it's it could it could possibly be good. Hopefully, it's just we are your <laughs> friends, bad or as funny as neighbors. But I mean, I I feel like it's gonna be somewhere in between both of them, which is gonna be actually bad. We'll, we'll see. see.
0: That'll yeah. be up on June first, and like look for at least one, if not two, bonus episodes between now and then. Yeah. For all things Zack Attack and Cage Club and Keanu Club and Monkey Club, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub, find past episodes, see what's coming up in the future, all sorts of fun stuff at those two places. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Zack Attack. Okay. represent it to the the street top. Get the money forever when we see God. Dressing dirty, dirty. Gonna represent it to the t top. Born and bread up on the street top. Get to the money and the sweet spot. And forever holler.
1: When we see God. Cops and robbers, niggas be to get them dollars and cents. They get in the slump like baseball plagues when they shot on their rent.